This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. In Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 1037 WEI. All right, back here on the Martin Kitchen Show, 401-777-1037. If you want to get a word into it now, because we're getting a rapid fire soon. Um, you know, it's just interesting, Kitch. And I'm not trying to bring down or, or tear down Mookie Betts at all. I love Mookie Betts. But, you know, I was looking at his... Um, it was just interesting, and you're talking about different sports, but I was looking at his postseason production mm-hmm. with the Red Sox, and it really wasn't that good. <laughs> you no, know, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, and again, it's baseball. It's different than basketball. But when you think of kind of the rap that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown sort of have, and then you juxtapose that to Mookie Betts, I mean, he, they've done a lot more, or at least Tatum's done a lot more in the playoffs than Betts ever did with the Red Sox. 21 games. He was 20 for 88. That's 227. One home run and four RBIs in 21 games and 17 strikeouts. In 2018, when they went to the World Series, 14 games, he batted 210 in the playoffs. One home run, one RBI. One RBI in the entire 2018 playoff run to the World Series championship. And that RBI came in a game. It was game five. The Red Sox led 3-1 in the series and led 2-1 in the game. So it's like, stunning how bad he was here in the playoffs but you knew he's a key guy that can help you get to the playoffs right help you get there he was gonna you know you look at his career averages he's what like a 290 295 hitter a guy who's gonna average 30 to 35 home runs a year that's what he is you knew that you knew that he was one of the best players in baseball and that's just offensively you knew he was a an absolute plus defensive player Guy who won a gold glove. Guy who's won five tool guy. Guy who's won six gold gloves. He's. It's just funny how in baseball you can do that, and it's okay, and everybody does. Nobody talks about that. Nobody discusses that. But in basketball, despite the fact that Tatum has had some great moments, by and large, he's viewed as a guy that has come up short. um, Which I'm not saying is something is is wrong, but that's just the way he's viewed. Uh, Real quick, I just want to touch on this Bill Belichick comment. He was meeting with the media during the beginning part of our show. Here he is on Kayshawn Booty. As camp went on, seemed to get stronger and more productive, both in practice and games, really in all areas that he worked into. So that was very encouraging. He showed an explosive ability on the field when he played. So he's had a good camp. We'll take a look at everything as we put things together here over the next weekend and heading into the regular season. But, yeah, Kayshawn has had a strong camp. I don't know if that's enough to make him – it put him in line to be a contributor for this team. But hey, I don't he's Belichick's talk singing his praises at a press conference after the last preseason game. Is that enough for us to hope that maybe he could contribute? Because that's what this is about. Can guys and rookies specifically not just make the roster contribute to the team? 
Yeah, and that that's part of the, you know, when we look at it and go, okay, so where where are you going to contribute? Are you going to leapfrog Pop Douglas? Because he, apparently he's popped more than Boutte has. Um, so now you you know you have your three kind of established guys, and then you have these two tight ends who are seemingly higher on the chart. Where does he fit in? Where do those guys fit in? Are you out on Tyquan Thornton? Yeah. I'm out on Tyquan Thornton. Yeah. I've, I, I've, that's enough. You know, he's tried. He's he's fast, but he gets injured. I haven't seen enough plays made. I'm out. You're, you're a high be. high draft pick. Was top of the second round? Yeah. Didn't they pick him over George Pickens? Yeah. Yeah, great. He was top of the second round. And at best, at best right now, in his second year, he's the fourth. And we know he's not. But at best, he's the fourth wide receiver? I'm done. I'm done. I don't trust this team to, you know, all of a sudden develop him into something else. I do not trust them to do that. It's just you would think if he was good enough, he would have shown something more to this point. I understand last year was a mess. But, it, I mean, even these guys, Booty and um, Douglas, have. it feels like they've done more than Thornton ever has. Ever has. Yep. So, I'm out. You've got to give those guys a chance. So, in that regard... I don't mind it. Um, I, I don't mind the fact that they're going to have a chance to contribute. I, I root for that. And I think they're going to be better off if those guys are able to contribute. Okay? I just, again, what do they do well? What can they rely on? And come week one, what's the game plan? Now, for a second, that could be good because Philly might not have a clue either. But I'm telling you, that's going to speak to me if they come in and try to hold Philly down and keep that game close for as long as possible. That is a recipe to do everything that they've done the last few years that we don't want to see. And I don't want to see it. Um, do you make anything of Jalen Brown playing in the big three all-star game? I just want to ask that before I forgot. Not really. Um, I, I don't think people realize how much basketball these guys play during the summer. Um, it's not like it's super, super duper competitive, like a big three all-star game or whatever. I don't worry so much about that. These guys are playing basketball virtually every single day anyway, so I don't get too hung up on it. Um, no, it, it doesn't seem so. Um, I do think it was interesting, and I loved hearing it, how Pat Beverly, he was talking about doesn't think that the the combination of Tatum and Brown are going to be able to win a championship that adds a little bit of spice to the to the regular season. Um, I disagree with him. Um, you know, I think they proved that sort of. Obviously, they were better players, but they proved that in Miami that even though the guys were the same type of player, they could find a way to win when it was LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Um, you know, I I just again with the Celtics and Jalen Brown, it's it's awkward. I keep using that word with Brown. That's the highest paid guy in the NBA, and he's going to go play in the big three all-star game, which is fine because I know guys play in the Drew League and some of those other leagues. It's yeah, but they, I mean, they also get together and they play pickup, and those pickup games are even more intense than I think anyone would realize. Um, they're playing all the time. I, I'm not hung up on that. But Jalen Brown, like to Patrick Beverly's comments about Brown and Tatum, I, you know, he might be right. I don't know out after this season if you're ever going to get the opportunity to see if it can come to fruition. Like I said, I think Brown's gone after this year. I think he's traded. I don't think they're going to win it this year. So I think he's traded. And I don't think we're going to figure out and see what the Tatum-Brown situation actually was because 
come next year, Jason Tatum's going to be the highest paid player in the NBA. That creates a situation for the Celtics, obviously. And for a team, the one thing I'll say about the Celtics, okay, and this relates to everything we've been talking about today, they do not feel like they're on the same page as the Red Sox and Patriots. They don't. I feel like they do have the correct mentality. Um, we'll see where it goes with Brown. We'll see how that goes. And if they do trade him, how do they replace him? But it does feel like based on the moves they've made, they're operating the way everybody would hope that the other teams would operate. Not only are they re-signing the Stars, but they are going out and they are finding ways to supplement the Stars with adequate pieces, or at least attempting to do so. You know, the Marcus Smart thing, we'll have to wait and see. Well, even going back last year, bringing in Brogdon. You know, they, going, I, I think going back as far as Derek White in that acquisition. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, basically, you know, I, I trust Celtics ownership over any other ownership group in Boston. And I think I trust Brad Stevens in the front office more than I trust anyone else in the front office in Boston. But that's, but that's what I don't understand. Again, bringing it all together and what we've been talking about today. Why? And, and it was a big part of the Tom Brady era because it was contagious when Brady was here and the winning was happening. But why, why did, why don't the Red Sox and Patriots take a page out of what the Celtics and the Bruins even did? And I know the Bruins crashed and burned, but look at the season they had when they went all in seemingly. They had a record-setting season and they were there. You know, hockey can be weird. They didn't win, but you put yourself in a position to be the favorite to win the championship. They spent the Celtics, they go and continue to spend. They have the stars in place, but they continue to just spend and be aggressive and supplement those guys. Why aren't you taking what they're doing and using it? Because you can, especially if you're the Red Sox. You can do that, and you, you have a team, a roster, you know, of guys that are pretty good. Well, and, 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 a, and a lineup that's pretty good. If you supplemented them with some pitching and some – in the way the Celtics did – you probably would have been in a better position. I don't know why they don't look at that and use it. And, you know, they if you go back a few years, even with Ainge, Celtics kind of gave you a blueprint of how to avoid being stuck in the middle for too long because they were in danger of doing that. The Isaiah Thomas years, like, that was – it was in danger of being stuck in the middle or sliding back again if you kept going down that road. We all loved Isaiah Thomas when he was here. It was the right move to deal him when you dealt him. We've seen what he's been since, a shell of himself. And unfortunately, because I don't know how you couldn't love that guy. But you saw how they did it. Bought him out for a year, get some talent in through the draft, start to figure it out a little bit, and then move off of guys that you like, but you know you can improve on and get other picks for. And continue to try and build and get towards the top of the draft to get top flight talent and then add around it. They kind of gave you that blueprint of how, if you're in danger of being stuck in the middle, how to avoid that trap. And I wouldn't even mind. Um, when Ainge did it, and you're talking a little bit about the Pierce and Garnett and that stuff. Well, you appropriately tore it down. You knew what you were doing in terms of, hey, we know we're botting them out. We know there's some talent coming through the pipeline. We're going to go try and target some of that and rebuild up this team again. I think maybe, and you can't say this fully, but maybe the big difference is there wasn't the legacies that were in place with those. Even though Pierce and Garnett, obviously Pierce created a great legacy with the Celtics and Garnett did in a shorter amount of time, but it wasn't Belichick. 
it wasn't Belichick and Kraft and that record and all those things. I think that's the big X factor here that's going to make it really, really hard. We know what needs to happen. I mean, it's frustrating to sit here when we know what needs to happen and they just won't do it, you know, because they obviously know. Kraft knows, but there's relationships to consider and legacies to consider and all the different things over the course of 20 plus years that you've built up that would be going away. That needs to be considered. And it's frustrating because we don't really care about all that by and large. We just want to see the team in the best position to win. So how do you find a way to break all that down and get past that? Well, one way would be three wins this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be, you know, you can't get around that. And then it comes down to just balls. <laughs> it sucks. Nobody wants it to come to that. I would love for Bill Belichick to continue to keep this team in contention and have them win or, or set the record here, Kitch. I would love that. Wouldn't you love that if it was working out that way? Yeah, if it was, if all the, if every year they were putting out a 10, 11, 12 win team, That's yes. right, and contending, but they're not doing it. No. So it's not working out that way. Well, and it's, I, it's not that they're just not doing that. They're not doing the other appropriate thing either, which is bottoming out so they can stockpile talent to build back up again. And it's the mistakes that have been made since Tom Brady, which was obviously a turning point in the organization's history. Since well, all three principal parts let their egos run amok and take over the situation and ruin it. It's it, the, the production, the look, nothing has been there since Brady left. The Cam Newton thing, the, the Matt Patricia thing, it never worked. Nothing has worked out on the field, discipline, penalties, spending that didn't result in, you know, the John U. Smith's type of thing. None of that worked out. And now here we are. And if it doesn't work out this year, it it absolutely does feel like time's up. And it feels the same way with High and Bloom in terms of if you're not going to make that big move to, to really get going here, time's up. And it's just like it's been long enough for Belichick, for Bloom, for the entire thing. Get somebody that's going to spend – or, you know, change your ways. Figure it out because those organizations should be in a position to be more aggressive. And that's the word I keep going back to. All right, when we get back, it's Rapid Fire. This is the Martin Kitchen Show, 103.7 WEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 